I'm here with Charlie Baker, who is a stand-up comic, singer, actor, voiceover artist, presenter, and that's quite a long list already. Is there anything I can do? <laughs> is, the, uh, is the line I always use at that situation? <laughs> so, well, it's nice to have so many things to choose from, I think. Yes, I, th I think it is, yeah. yeah. Unless, so, unless I've just had ADHD my whole life <laughs> and no not been able to concentrate. It, yeah. <laughs> so what do you tell when you meet someone new, you meet someone at a party, mm. they don't know who you are, you say, hey, I'm Charlie, I'm a... I'm, I always say I'm a comedian. Comedian, Yeah, okay. that's, the, that's um, I think that's what I'm most proud of being. Yeah. And what makes me happiest and what I'm concentrating on most uh, now. Okay. And um, I, I, I absolutely love it as well. So, but if anyone asks me what else I've done, I will always drop up the other stuff in. But yeah, I'm a comedian, that's why. And everything I do, I try and do from a comedy point of view. Yeah, because that's the thing. That's the first time I was aware of you. I saw you in an episode of the IT crowd. Yes. And yes. Eiffel I, Tower. Yeah, exactly. Do you exactly. want an Eiffel Tower? Do you want one, there yeah. we are, you see. <laughs> um, I remember seeing you on Channel 4 Comedy Gala and being, hold on, that's the guy from the IT crowd. Yeah. And that was a bit of a surprise. And then, you know, sort of hearing that you also jazz singer and all these, th all these yeah. kind of things, you sort of crop up all over the place. Mm. But you started out, I think acting was your first way into sort of show business. Is that Well, I'm from Devon. Yeah. And my parents um, are brilliant. Um, my dad was a mechanic and then ran his own garage. My mum was a teaching assistant, was a hairdresser. Um, no showbiz at all in my family. So if you are faced with a child who obviously wants to be in show business in some way, how do you focus that? You know, and I look at them now and I'm a parent now and I think, how do I focus your children? How do you focus your children? And I look at them now and they must have gone, what do we do <laughs> with this? Because I think I literally came out of the womb doing jazz hands. And so you go, they, I think they thought, what is show business? And it actually, if you're from Devon and you're from Seaside, you know, I'm from Newton Abbott near Torquay or Timworth or Paynton, and the show business you see more than anything is sort of end of the pier stuff and like the crankies were always around you know jimmy cricket all those sort of summertime special sort of things which is show 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 isn't it which is singing dancing jokes so it wasn't particularly acting but so i started tap dancing when i was five and mum i think it was to get me out of the house time okay now I, now i've got my a son of my own with similar energy levels to me have you set, so, sent him down the tap dancing no i've not sent him i try and I try, i've tried to i don't know we it's a it's a that's a different podcast i think uh, parenting a child who has, uh, who has lots of energy, and it's it's not showing off is the thing. I hate I hate that sort of thing where it seems like it's showing off. It's like they just like entertaining, and I, and I always just liked entertaining. So I think my mum was and my dad were trying to see a road into show business, which you don't know about if you're if you're in Newton Abbott in Devon. Yeah, you're two hundred miles from London. The telly is is a box that exists with people from London on it. Um, the RSC perhaps come round once a year. It's not, it's not a thing you know how to get into. Um, and so it's, you go, right, sh learn to do things then. That, I think that's what was, learn to do, learn to have skills. And then you can use those because that's what you, that's what we saw, you know. Yeah. 
if you can see it, you can do it. So tap dancing was your first skill. So tap dancing was a way in to have a structured version. So then I got then I did lots of youth theatres and National Youth Music Theatre and National Youth Theatre and then so always what the what we were basically trying to do I think was find a structure and find a way in to the business that I obviously wanted to be in. Went to drama school, went to Lambda, really good, you know, got in straight away and all this sort of thing. Came out four or five years into acting, being an actor, I went, oh, I hate this. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. <laughs> yeah. This is the thing yeah. I thought for so many people, <laughs> yeah. it would be, finally, I'm acting. This yeah. is the thing I've dreamt of it. And yeah. I've, got, I've got friends myself who are currently trying to break into yeah. the acting scene and that kind of thing. And to get that, and it sounds like it wasn't even super difficult for you if you got into Lambda, which is like the top of, mm. the, top of the table, isn't it? Yeah. And, to go from that, I mean, do you, do you remember, was there like a specific moment when you were like, this isn't for me or? I, I ended my first year, I said to, I had, I, you know, I never had any money, so I just would always work for the college as well. Um, so I'd stay behind after the term had finished and tidy up for money and that sort of stuff. And I got talking to one of the teachers and went, I don't, I don't think this is for me. You know, I don't think this is for me. Mm. Um, I said, I, I sort of want to be, I want to I be in show business. I don't want to, I don't want to play Hamlet. I want to be Bruce Forsyth, you know, I don't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and so I got in, got into that conversation. I had, a, I had the, I got a, um, I got a grant. I got, I got the last grant that Devon County Council ever gave for a grant. So I had, so I was fully paid for. So I quickly got, wow. I quickly got talked out of, of leaving. Yeah. Plus I was always, a, I was, I was 18, 19, not a particularly mature 18, 19 year old. So, I don't know what I was doing. I was ba bashing around, you know, yeah. trying to trying to break into this thing I didn't know what I wanted to break into. And at, but at the same time, going to comedy clubs all the time and writing my own songs all the time and writing my own bits and pieces and enjoying doing cabaret and stuff. Not putting the two together and going. But then at the same time, I enjoyed my time at drama school. I left, found I was... I got the first job I went for when I left drama school, then didn't work for another... Uh, 10 months so I had a long time out of work and then got another job and then didn't work again so I had long long time long long times out of work but at the same time found it so frustrating the whole thing from the moment I joined went to drama school called myself an actor found the whole thing so uh, so frustrating so demoralizing um, because I couldn't create my own work and I realized that's um, and when I had the moment of when I was about 26, 27, I was like, oh, that's what you've, you like, that's you want to be a comic. You, yeah. this, uh, you find, I was, I was on reception doing one, uh, one of the million temp jobs I've ever done. I was on reception and I Googled for the first time, how do you become a comedian? Which, uh, and then it, it struck me, why have you never thought of this before? Yeah. You're mad. You what, what comes up when you search that? Oh, well, this was 14 years ago, so, be very difficult different to what comes up now um but yeah so and that was like a light shining and going ah and then you get into the world and you go oh my god this has this has infinite possibility In, and also when i say i was acting and getting acting jobs i was getting like regional rep work and very low level stuff couldn't get anywhere anywhere near television you know very low level um decent jobs but nothing particularly gonna set the world not gonna give you a career sort of jobs sure uh, and then start calling yourself a comedian 
and then you suddenly walk into castings or whatever with a new confidence and a and knowing and and because you've changed as a person because you've gone oh I can make my own stuff I can make the phone ring I can ring someone and go can I have a gig can I have a job you can make it happen you become you become so much more um, self aware and self promoting because you've got something to also all your negatives everything that was going wrong for me as an actor suddenly become they suddenly become positives you know like that's what? the great what thing do you mean by that? well like, I was you know, I'm not naturally this. I I was growing up. I'd play leads, young male ingenue. You know, yeah. funny little um, leads, and I was becoming uh, Devonshire. <laughs> I was becoming wide and like a small ram. You know, so suddenly it was not getting cast as those things, and suddenly becoming. You know, I was probably eating too much and drinking too much and all those sort of things as well. So. All those negatives and all those things you think about yourself, oh, I hate that about myself, or I can't do that, suddenly become, oh, they're the things you talk about on stage. Just say it's material, no no one wants yeah. to hear the winner story. Well, I went for this job and I got it. Great. <laughs> you know, no one wants <laughs> no one's that. You know, that. No. Yeah. So, so it, was, it was like throwing off a heavy coat and going, yes. Wearing a heavy hat and going, oh, I can take this hat off and go, oh, right. And then, and then, entered a few competitions and did well and then and because I had a, a long performing background that paid off in the way that I started sort of getting paid pretty quickly because I could compare and I could stand in front of an audience without feeling mm. too self-conscious you know um, yeah and then of course the byproduct is you walk into you suddenly walk into better castings and you end up on the IT crowd because mm. you're walking because you walk in with a confidence and you know what you're doing and you've got a, a, a long history of stuff that doesn't work. Anyway, that's how I got yeah. to the IT crowd. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. But that's but that's also how I became a comic because. Yeah. Um, but then since then I've, I, I try I've tried to use comedy as a base for everything and diversify into other areas, which I think has possibly been a mistake. So that's a big thing to admit. To say yeah. that that's a mistake. So what do you... You say that being a stand-up comic, that's your, your main focus at the moment. What do you think that got in the way of that if you're still thinking that something wasn't quite right there? It's so hard. It's, it's so hard to be a really good stand-up comic. It's so difficult. I think because I can do music and because I can do dancing and because I can do... Um, all the, all those things, you know, all those sort of showy bits that I can use, I can lean on those when I need to, which actually makes me sometimes avoid writing a joke. So I can go, look, I can do this. Don't look over here where there's no jokes. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. look, <laughs> look at this dance, you know, which I always try to make it funny, but you sort of go, oh, right. Yeah. Okay. But also, I think there's the thing of having found it and it feeling like a warm bath. You don't want to lose it. So it's very difficult then to go and go, oh, I'm going to write, start again now. I'm writing a whole new thing now. And then, write. and then I've written lots of different, different shows. But then what happens is the audience, you don't find your audience because they don't know what you do. The all-round entertainer no longer exists. 
doesn't that that the market for that doesn't exist. So do you think you've got a bit of that end of the pier thing? From Definitely, and I, I, I know I'll, I'll always have that, and I'll always mm. keep that. And I'm not saying I'm about to go off and be super serious comic. That's not what I mean. What I mean is is. Uh, uh, okay, I'll name drop Harry Hill, who I've worked with uh, quite a lot, and uh, is the nicest man and a brilliant example of how to be in this industry. Uh, I, we were talking about finding your voice, big thing in comedy, but I think it's a big thing in anything. Actually, I think it's a big thing in podcasting or or in music or whatever. And he said, "Well, all finding your voice is is uh, what would a Charlie Baker." sitcom look like and would that look the same or look and sound the same as uh, a Charlie Baker game show would that look and sound the same as the Charlie Baker podcast and stand-up tour are all those things in the same bracket mm. you know are, are all those things in the same line and that's what finding your voice is and, and I think someone like Harry or Noel Fielding or they find it very very quickly because they're artists they start off as artists and i think the acts that start off as artists learn that very quickly because you look at a painter's style and you go oh i know who that is immediately so that's all finding a voice is, is what does it look like and i think i've been very guilty until the last couple of years especially of going i can do this and this and this and this and this and look aren't i multifaceted and <laughs> i can do all these things and i think it's very important actually for longevity, to, to tell people what you are and show them what you are. I'm not saying it all has to be the same joke, but does that make sense? It does, yeah. Does, does it feel like you're honing in now? I know like exactly what, the last two years, I know exactly what I'm doing. And it's, and, and, what I, and, and what I'm writing now, like I've not done a stand-up hour in Edinburgh for three years. I've done, um, I did a, a, I wrote a children's, here we, here we go again. <laughs> I wrote a children's book and then turned it into a children's show, which, which I wanted, I, and I never did, I never did anything with the book, but I, I wanted it to be a show. So we turn, I turned it into a show about a goat that sings and this sort of stuff. Great fun. We had a great time. Did really, really well. Everyone enjoyed it. Well reviewed. All those sorts of things. But I went at the end of it. Why have you done it again? <laughs> <laughs> write a joke. You know, write yeah. your hour of jokes. So it's that thing of. And then when I had that chat with myself, it went, right, it's time now to, if you want to continue doing this forever. I'm not saying I'm never going to do anything else, but it's time to find that. What, what, what does Charlie Baker do? I think that's the greatest thing that, that, that stand-up can offer you as a human being is the chance to find out who you are. And that's why comedians often seem... Um, either self-engrossed or uh, overly self-aware or because they have had to look at themselves and look at themselves and look at themselves and go, oh, right, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, oh, God, that's quite me. an introspective. Yeah. Also, you realise the bad things about it, but you also really realise the pretty good things about yourself as well. So. Mm. You've got two children. Yeah. And they are a little bit young to be thinking about their careers at the moment, mm. aren't they? But I feel like because of the way your career is going, um, you're really going to be useful for advice for them <laughs> when they come to you saying, you know, Dad, I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. And I feel like because you've 
sort of dabbled in so many things, you'd be like, well, what you really want to do is find the thing that makes you feel this way. But yeah. Your advice well, I'm not, is, I, I listen, is ready to go. I, anyone who says they're a good parent, I bow to them. I, I find parent. Actually, I said comedy was the hardest thing. Parenting is the hardest thing. I, that's the other thing. I've tried to do all these things and try to have this have a career alongside uh, being what I see as a, a, a proper husband uh, and as someone who has an a, in inverted commas normal life and uh, but also try and be as as good a, and present dad as I possibly can be I think the best thing the the greatest thing you can give your children is time you know um, and if you can be present and give them time then I think that's the most important thing which I fall down on quite a lot you know and um, yeah I've got a 12 year old and a three year old and so the 12 year old now I'll often he's very similar to me and in many ways and I think because I knew what I wanted to do from very very early on I'll often catch myself going but what are you gonna what are you gonna do we shouldn't we shouldn't have to ask we shouldn't be asking children what they're gonna do shouldn't it it's you can't you can't change that they're gonna make their own choices is the thing and I think that's that's the that's the the eternal struggle I think as a parent is to go I want you to be safe <laughs> I want you to be safe and I want you to be happy and I want you to have as good a life and, a, and uh, as you possibly can be and that for me the happiest I can be is, is to enjoy my job and I think that's key is to enjoy your job it's such a difficult thing to do I, I feel like I'm possibly the worst person to give my son advice on what to do because I will always, I would, at the moment, I would go, learn a trade. Learn how to plaster a wall. <laughs> That's what I would go. <laughs> learn how to plaster a wall. Learn how to, learn how to do, be a painter and decorator. That looks like a nice life, doesn't it? You know, sort of a few hundred quid a day, five days a week. Maybe a little bit more stable. See your families that. at weekends. You can do yeah, it your whole yeah. life, you know, or get involved in a massive corporation where they offer you every single benefit going, you know, and... And do that nine to five every day and enjoy. What is the, there is no, but he's going to be a drummer. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to be buying him a Volvo in 10 years time, you know, <laughs> or something, you know, you know, it's like, because he's, he, he comes to Edinburgh with me and we've never hidden the ups and downs of it. We've always called it work. You know, it's never going off to have a great laugh. It's always like, Dad's off to work. He's at work tonight. He's going to do this. It's all mum's off to work. My mum, my, my wife's an actress. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a difficult thing. But unless he asks a specific question on what he wants to do, then I've stopped giving that advice out, actually. I've found comedy to be a very supportive, very nice place to be, whether or not that's just to my face and it doesn't go on, it, you know, but I found it a very nice supportive place to be. Mm. And I found comedians are really, really good with each other. You know, obviously not all of them to everybody, you know, and, and like any office or, it, but people are, what I love about it is people are creating things constantly. And you're also you're watching people working working it out. So D Dara is an incredible, incredible comedian, super clever. Um, 
but managed to sit in the middle there, never not being funny, but never being horrible either, mm. never being gladiatorial. R- lifting people up. That, 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 that's a really good example of how nice comics are. There's Dara lifting people up with him, going, come on, be funny. And if he finds something funny, he'll go on and riff with them, yeah. and he'll lift them up to be funnier. Yeah, there's Which is a incredible, isn't that, it? Yeah, there's a review that said he was like a joke surfer or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but, but that's great, isn't it? He picks up on what you're doing. But I don't see it as that. Out. I don't think he's taking someone else's laughs. I think he's, he's taking those laughs and going, oh, no, that's good. Let's, mm. let, I, can, I can do this, make this funnier with you, you know. And so that's a good example of someone who's fun, is just a great presence. And he, mm. you know, maybe he's the all-round entertainer we need now. Although all-round entertainers now perhaps are brilliant at science yeah, yeah. <laughs> why not and you know as, as well as being uh, brilliant comics you know yeah I'm, I can't imagine Dario O'Brien releasing a jazz album but well, you know I did release who, who a jazz knows? album yeah. who knows <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's so I do talk sport now I'm on talk sport and I host and that's a different world altogether so that's, that's just football you know basically football based and the, f- the feedback you get on that is a completely different audience to a comedy audience just um, especially on Twitter and stuff like that, it's like, oh gosh, this is the trolling people told me about. So I never, because I don't, I don't really get trolled, you know, as a comic. But you suddenly go, oh gosh, no, no, it really is because it's more gladiatorial. Because mm. it's, it's, it's tribal, you know, mm. football. So you sort of go, oh right. Well, so you share an opinion, and then something. Yeah, you got, yeah, yeah. Or just, yeah. or you just get, what is this? <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> it's, probably very difficult to keep everyone happy with well you can't do it you just learn you can't do it and actually that's what maybe that's what I've learned about comedy as well is that's what finding your audience is is not trying to don't you can't please everyone so just do what you do and hope people like it and they'll come to you you know yeah of course Before we started talking you were saying that you might be moving back to Devon this is a shock for some people (laughs) But um, and that's something that you're going to be talking about on your new show is the, you know, the differences between your life now and mm. what life was like in Devon. And well, a some people I I talk as though I live there anyway. I I do. It's all I talk about on stage, really. Uh, I try and come from a country, a countryside angle rather than a, a rural angle. Um, Comedy is very metropolitan, and it all comes from townies and city people's point of view I think so I think actually to come from a, from a countryside point of view is interesting when I, and, and it adds a different voice because it's an underrepresented voice in, in, in the country let alone in comedy mm-hmm. and I've just found that everything I've written since I've sort of found that and gone oh that's that's what you like to talk about. And that's what you find funny. You know, what I find funny is what my dad's mate said, you know, or, or, or local papers, you know, yeah. local newspapers or whatever. The, the slowness of things or whatever. People in pubs, you know, proper pubs, not chain pubs. That's what I find funny. So you go, oh, right. And actually, then you go, maybe that's what you miss. So I spent my life trying to get out of, out of that up until I was about 25, going, I don't want, I'm going to go and live in London and be a Londoner and, and be this smooth London comic. And, yeah. and you realise, oh, but that isn't you. And also, we've got 20 of those. That isn't you. Yeah. And you go, oh, right. 
And actually, you look at the comics of the 50s, 60s, 70s, you go, right, there's the northerner, there's the northern one, there's the London one, <laughs> there's the, you know, I hate to say his name, but you look at Jethro and you go, there's Jethro, you know, he's a very funny comic, but inherently racist a lot of the time. And you go, okay. He was the Cornwall one, right? He's Cornwall, yeah, yeah. yeah bastard. So you, go, <laughs> so you go, oh, but that's, that, that people know what they're going to see, is what we're talking about, you know. So you find that. So if, that's, that's the way I will go. So I'm doing, I'll be in Leicester. I'll be in Leicester at Leicester Comedy Festival, which I always go and try and run some new stuff in. And, but this, this will be, it's called One Night in Devon, just for want of a better, better title. One Night in Devon, One Night in Devon. May as well be singing you a song from the Blitz. Um, but, <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, yeah, I don't get it's the reference. Fine. You don't I'm get the sorry, reference, yeah. so it's fine. But you see, but the people who are my age <laughs> will, will get the reference. Yeah. Um, but you go, all oh, right, okay. And it won't be called that. The show won't be called that. But it gives you... I've, I, I thought, rather than try and be general, why don't you just be, try and be specific? And almost try and write about two square miles from, from where you grew up. Write about all the things that will happen in that two square miles. Because then it becomes about everybody and human nature. If you, if you try and write about everything, you end up writing about nothing. Hmm. Too broad. And, and yeah. if you try and write about one thing... You know, you write about everything. That's how it feels to me, anyway. Yeah. Does that make sense? I feel like that. Feel that was a blethery answer. I think <laughs> it was maybe. I don't know. I think it makes sense. Yeah, you I can, liked it. You can yeah, it, it sounded, if you don't it sounded like profound. It. I if think. I sound like an idiot, you can. <laughs> well, I don't really do anyway. So <laughs> Thanks a lot for talking to me, Charlie. Well, thank you. And I've uh, really, uh, really yeah. enjoyed it. Good luck writing your current show. Well, I think I need it, but I don't need it <laughs> because I know what I'm talking about. Yeah.